the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, get your popcorn ready, people, because Wednesday, three fired Twitter executives are going to be before the House Oversight Committee. Yeah. Oh, boy. The people who built blacklists, uh, prevented disinformation and misinformation from trending on Twitter. The people who uh, silenced the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, Vijaya Gade, former Deputy General Counsel James Baker, the guy who was still putting his foot on the scale after Elon Musk bought Twitter. And... Former, I love the title, global head of trust and safety. Well, he's a liberal, so his job is to do the exact opposite of his title. Yoel Roth are going to be in front of Jamie Comer of Kentucky and the House Oversight Committee. Uh, these people had a vision before Elon Musk bought Twitter. It was to bring about a better world by denying you freedom. <laughs> And a free exchange of ideas. Uh, This is not a new vision. This is a very, very old vision. That making people do what you want them to do because you're smarter than they are and because they don't know what's good for them. This is a very old idea. This is an idea that has been tried by hmm, Chairman Mao. This is an idea that has been tried by Stalin and Lenin. This is an idea that has been tried and has failed by dictators around the world forever. You don't have to believe me, conservative talk show host, right-winger. You know who agrees with me on this? Uh, HBO's Bill Maher. If you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings. Communists thought selfishness Selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. (laughs) Not standing in line all day for a potato. The problem with communism and with some very recent ideologies here at home is that they think you can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath. But that's the difference between reality and your mommy. It is the difference between reality and your mommy. You can't legislate virtue because, as he said, that example of Russian oligarchs the new Soviet man where everybody would sacrifice for the good of others, where you would take from people who were 
more innovative, more successful, and give it to people who were less hardworking and less successful. It does not inspire more of that. What it inspires is greed and resentment. And eventually, the elimination of a lot of people who don't agree with you. If you don't think so, listen as Bill Maher discusses how that happened in China. In China, we saw how a revolutionary thought he could do a page one rewrite of humans. Mao ordered his citizens to throw off the four olds, old thinking, old culture, old customs, and old habits. So um, your whole life went in the garbage overnight. No biggie. And those who resisted were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard who went around the country putting dunce caps on people. Yeah, who didn't take to being a new kind of mortal being. A lot of pointing and shaming went on. Oh, and about a million dead. And the only way to survive was to plead insanity for the crime of being insufficiently radical, then apologize and, of course, submit to re-education. Or as we call it here in America, freshman orientation. (laughs) They're laughing, but it's true. They're laughing at the absurdity of it because they know it is true. He talks about China putting dunce caps on people who didn't agree with Mao's idea that we get rid of the old thinking, old culture, old customs, old habits. Oh, that was Mao, Bruce. Really? We've canceled Abraham Lincoln. We've canceled Thomas Jefferson. We've canceled George Washington. We've torn down statues. We've defunded police. We've gone with no cash bail. We've eliminated punishment for crime. We need to eliminate crime. Remember the woke CRT cartoon I played for you? Where they said that people in prison are slaves again. No, people are not slaves in prison. They are prisoners. And they are in prison because they've broken the law, the laws of polite society, the laws we have to have and the laws that have to be enforced and the laws we have to have observed or we have anarchy. We don't have order. We have anarchy if we have the absence of laws. And why did Mao put dunce caps on people? So their appearance would change. So everyone would know they don't agree with getting rid of old thinking, old culture, old customs, old habits. We don't put dunce caps on people now, but we still use the same weapons, shame, fear, embarrassment. We just call it cancel culture. We do have our own red guard here. But they do their rampaging on Twitter. Here's a cute example from a couple of years ago. The banjo player (laughs) from Mumford & Sons tweeted that he liked a book, a book that apparently had not been approved by the revolution. So, of course, he had to delete the tweet, then take time away from the band. Oh, my God, you mean this could have affected Mumford & Sons? And then the cringing apology, I have come to better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. Pain? From a book? Unless he hit the drummer over the head with it. (laughs) 
What happened to I can read whatever I want? Yeah, I had to clip a word out of that that uh, doesn't play on free over-the-air radio. I I, I appreciate that. But whatever. Yeah, because you and I would have both been immediately canceled for FCC reasons. Canned. But at any point, where did we get to the point where, you know, words are violence? No, words aren't violence. Violence is violence. Words are not violent. You can be triggered by words. That's a you problem, not a me problem. And a free exchange of ideas you have to put up with, by definition, ideas you don't like. Otherwise, it's not a free exchange. Sorry, this is the problem with hate speech. Yeah. Hate speech? Give me a break. Yeah. It's necessary that we put up with speech we don't like so that we can have all forms of speech out there so that we can evaluate them on their merits and discard the bad ideas and keep the good ideas and build on those good ideas. If someone else is in charge of what's a good idea and what's not a good idea, guess what? You're not going to have any ideas other than their own, which is what they would love to be true when it comes to the current battle over gender. With communists, that human was no longer selfish. In America today, that human is no longer born male or female. (laughs) And obesity is not something that affects health. You can be healthy at any size. Really, we voted on it. A formerly serious magazine last year published with a straight face an article called Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. Yes, it does. I've spent three decades on TV mocking Republicans who said climate change was just a theory. And now I've got to deal with people who say, you know what else is just a theory? Biology. Yeah. Biology is not a theory. Biology is science. Science is proven true by debate by experimentation, by experience, by testing. And if we're going to remove that, if we're going to go on the basis of truth being what other people say it is, rather than what our system proves it to be, well, then we're going to be doomed to repeating the exact same mistakes with dire consequences that happened in Russia and happened in China before us. So we have uh, people in Washington, D.C. Let me get the tweet on this. Colin Rugg. Colin Rugg. uh, I know he's a good guy because he was banned from Twitter at one point. uh, Who says that, uh, according to Congressman Lauren, uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and Congressman Matt Gates, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has agreed to release all the video from the January 6th uprising at the Capitol. Now, this is, I hope, true, and B, perhaps enlightening, because last week, NBC News, yes, I said NBC News, had an exclusive sit-down interview with uh, a federal official who spoke to the January 6th committee, but none of his testimony was included in the January 6th committee report. Now, why would his... Testimony not have been included in the January 6th report. Uh, the uh, guy's name is Tim Hafey. And Tim Hafey, I'm trying to find his title here. 
former federal prosecutor and chief investigator of the January 6th committee. Okay, so he worked for the January 6th committee. He worked for that dog and pony show with Liz Cheney and uh, Benny, not Benny Hill, although the guy who led it was Benny Hill-like in his Benny Thompson, I think was his name. <laughs> but at any rate, here's what Mr. Hafey, their chief investigator, said. The images on the attack, uh, wait a minute, here said, had law enforcement agencies, had law enforcement agencies acted on the available intelligence. Hafey was asked, do you believe the attack on the Capitol could have been prevented? And he said, I think it would have been a lot different had law enforcement taken a more assertive, protective posture. The intel in advance was pretty specific. And it was enough, in our view, for law enforcement to have done a better job operationalizing a secure perimeter. Here's the key quote. Law enforcement had a very direct role in contributing to the failures, the security failures that led to the violence. Now, Bruce, why would you want that? Because I told you on the day it happened that as it happened, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, and their ilk were not cowering under their desks in the Capitol in fear for their lives. They were, at least figuratively, if in fact not literally, hoisting champagne, rubbing their hands together in glee. Because the people who stormed the barricades at the Capitol, the people who committed crimes by assaulting law enforcement officers, were, in fact, giving the Democrats a card they would play from now until the end of time about how evil anyone is who pushes back against their radical ideology. That's absolutely what happened. Pelosi, I will uh, not think it out of the realm of possibility that Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and others were who had the power to beef up the Capitol with more law enforcement chose not to do so purposefully. In the event that if something happened, eh, the officers are at risk. Okay, so what? Look what it'll give us that we can use against Trump so that he can never be president again and so that we can forever brand the people who supported him as people who are not just disagreeable with our political ideology, but they are people who we must imprison. They are people who we must exorcise from our culture. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Soul Surfer. Alan Rogers, have you ever seen the movie Soul Surfer? Uh, About Bethany Hamilton, the surfer whose arm was bitten off by a 14-foot no. tiger shark? Oh, no, you got to see not. that movie. Alan. Okay. I have the DVD. You can borrow it sometime. Okay. Uh, Bethany Hamilton is a world champion surfer. She was, I believe, uh, 14 years old when she was surfing one morning in Hawaii, and she was attacked by a 14-foot tiger shark that bit off her left arm all the way up to the shoulder. Uh, she recovered. She learned how to surf again, and she has since won multiple national surfing championships with one arm. With one arm. I've never surfed, but if you've ever tried to keep your balance standing on one leg, what do you do? You put your arms out to the side to give yourself more ballast so you can balance yourself better. Try it with only one arm. It's not going to help you much. So Bethany Hamilton has overcome a decided physical disability to become a national surfing champion with one arm. But now Bethany Hamilton is no longer going to compete 
in surfing championships. Why? Because the World Surf League has made a new rule that biological men who identify as women can compete as women in World Surf League competitions. So what she is saying, Bethany Hamilton, and you'll hear from her in a moment, is that while she could overcome having one arm in a sport where balance is everything, and having two arms is essential to having balance, while she could overcome that, she will not attempt, despite her proven skill and ability, to compete against biological men. And here she explains why. Today, I want to address the news that the World Surf League has officially made the rule that male-bodied individuals known as transgender athletes can officially compete in the women's division. The World Surf League says they are following the Olympic guidelines. And I feel that I must speak up and stand up for those in position that may feel that they cannot say something about this. I think many of the girls currently on tour are not in support with this new rule and they fear being ostracized if they speak up. How is this rule playing out in other sports like swimming, running, MMA? Who is pushing for this huge change? Does this better the sport of surfing? Is this better for the women in surfing? If so, how? I personally think that the best solution would be to create a different division so that all can have a fair opportunity to showcase showcase their passion and talent. I personally won't be competing in or supporting the World Surf League if this rule remains. Thanks. I love how she described transgender women as male-bodied surfers who say they are women. They are not, in fact, women, and she knows they are not women, and she knows she cannot compete against men who have more strength, bigger feet, gives you more balance on the board. Generally, men have bigger feet than women. This is what it will take to defeat this stupid idea that biological men can compete with or should be allowed to compete with women in sports. I watched an amazing, an amazing girls basketball game Saturday night at Marysville. Fifth-ranked Marysville, 12th-ranked Olentangy Liberty. Olentangy Liberty came back from, I think, 16 points down to win in overtime. The competitiveness, the hustle, the spirit was amazing to watch. Packed house at Marysville. You put a guy on that floor in a uniform as if they are a girl, which they are not and can never be. And it cheapens and eventually will ruin that kind of competition. Girls should not ever compete with boys because it just simply is not fair. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.